First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something Amazing... I talk tales of world Scrabble tournaments and women inventors. And I have a tale of a library, it's more exciting than it sounds, <laughs> that will more than likely send you into an existential crisis. Sure did for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great episode. Also, of course, because it's us, we have a healthy serving of robot overlords. <laughs> that and more on this week's episode of Something, Something Amazing. amazing. Welcome, Welcome to, to Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. Hi, Amberly. How Hello, are you? Hello. That's the best we ever did it, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, no, but it is the best performing Something Amazing that we've done so far. Um, how are you? Yeah, very good. How are you? Yep, great. Excited to be talking about more amazing things. Uh, if this is your first time ever joining us on Something Amazing, uh, this welcome. is the welcome for one. Uh, this is the podcast where me, Amberly Cull, and you, Matt Saracini, correct, uh, find some sort of interesting uh, fact or tidbit or story over the week, and then we come and we tell it to each other, and the only rule is that it has to be something, something amazing. amazing. That was good. We both nodded to each other as we did it. We're like, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm really excited because, well, first of all, mm. l- last episode, episode yes. two, I berated, berated me you a consistently. little bit, <laughs> a little bit about... Perhaps not bringing your A game to the episode. Excuse me, but I brought my A-est game <laughs> last episode. I brought my best fact I'll ever have. It's going to be completely downhill from here. Well, don't say that because now <laughs> people won't listen anymore. But, but they'll listen to the last episode and be like, yeah, that that's really good. Look, it was a wicked fact. It was really good. Except, except there was only one. And I may have piled it on a little bit heavy yeah. that you were there not was some harsh words. pulling your weight. I would say you were a bit of a bully. I, I, I felt like a bit of a bully <laughs> listening back, to be honest. Uh, I want to say we are very good friends, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like the end of Survivor when that... No one else watches Survivor, but we do. Just, just so you, so you are aware, me and Matt are very big Survivor fans. And, and if you did see the end of the last season of Survivor, there was a guy who was being a really big bully. And then when they did the big reunion afterwards, after the winner's been announced, and it's all like, what do you do you think when you said that? Uh, when they did the reunion, one guy was like, oh, I felt so bad looking like such a bully. And everyone was like, yeah, because yeah, you were, were a bully. <laughs> so I guess I was a bully. So yes. apologies. Apologies. Um, accepted. And, I mean, I guess we're both just going to bring our A-game for the rest of this series. Right, Matt? Well, why do you say that? Because I've been real busy. So, so there's a reason for your apology. I've got one amazing fact, and it's the most amazing fact I've ever told you. It's also the hardest fact I'll ever have to Here's probably the thing. explain. Would you have apologised to me if mm. you had brought two facts today? Hard to know. <laughs> Hard to know. I can't make a call on that either way, actually. So your apology is false. No, it's You're just, just saving your own buttocks. Yeah, well, look, I do have an email as well from our email address. Hello, something amazing at gmail.com, that yeah, email. Yeah, that one. Thanks for setting that up, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I do have an email, which Yay. actually adds to my fact from last week. Oh, great. Okay. So uh, everything but, worked out beautifully in the end. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's the message. Uh, I wonder if people liked and subscribed. I haven't even looked at that oh, yet. Do please, you like 
like a podcast? No, you give a you rating. Give, you give it a fiver. You give it a fiver. Good right. old fiver. I mean, you can give us a fourver. No, if you don't. don't if you, well, if they don't like it as much. If you're a joyless sack, Hang then, on. <laughs> then give us a four. If you think it's okay, give it a four. And if you like it, give us a five. Yeah. If you hate That's it, give us a four. That's how rating works. Yeah, give us a four. If, if you really hate it. Minimum four. Give us like a one and then just destroy us no, with minimum, a comment. Minimum four, okay? <laughs> I'm setting a benchmark of four. Four means you hate us. Five means to you... To give a one star, like... Rating though, you have to have like to be really upset because it takes like you're putting an effort. I know, but you're putting an effort to be a meanie. Surely our little like starty bit that's all like all the movie grabs and stuff. Surely that's enough for one, right? Like one no, one, one was, star is bad. Yeah, no, but I mean, I'm saying like we shouldn't be getting ones because we got. I think unless we really upset people. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I made kind of like an Aryan comment on our first one, so ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You could take offense to that. But you realize that you made it, and that's the main thing. <laughs> so you can say whatever you like as long as, as, long you... as you realize it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the rule. Um, okay, well, seeing as I have more facts than you. Go for it. Go for it. I will it. begin. Yes. So, Matt Saracini, I know because we are friends that you are a board game fan, yes. I do like board games. <laughs> I am playing Pandemic Legacy at the moment. Very and what's good. interesting about that game very is nerdy, very when good. you finish it, uh, the board changes. Like, it remembers your previous games and you can upgrade your characters and stuff. That's very fun. I've never had that experience on a board game before. Yeah, it's cool. Um, this is not an <laughs> ad for, for Pandemic Legacy. <laughs> no. But um, generally the games we play are like more like lying games, I'd say. Like Intrigue. The resistant, like, like werewolf games where you have to lie to each other. It's like... It, they, like, want you to fight with your friends. Yeah, you have to accuse people of stuff. But let's go back to the old classics. Cluedo. Scrabble. Chess. Uh, yes. You don't get more classic than Scrabble, no, right? No, 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 no. That's the best. Triple word score. And did you know there are world championships for Scrabble? Uh, I could imagine so. It's cool, right? Right. So there's this guy. Nigel Richards, he's a New Zealander. Yeah, Nigel. And if you look him up, he has a fantastic beard, wonderful, wonderful beard. Um, and he is a... Ch- I will look him up now, so... Yeah, it's a great beard. Um, and he's a champion uh, Scrabble player. He's won heaps and heaps of World Scrabble championships. He knows his um, words. He knows his words. He's very, very good at it. And he was like, at one point, he was like, you know what? Winning all these... Uh, English speaking Scrabbles no. isn't really isn't really isn't really satisfying me anymore. So he entered himself in the French Scrabble um, tournament, regardless of not being able to speak a lick of French. What? And then won it. Well, no, what? That doesn't make any sense. How can you not speak French and win French Scrabble? He got the French Scrabble dictionary and just memorized it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's, he won. That's a different skill set, memory. You well, can't that's turn, how you win Scrabble. You can't turn Scrabble Knowing in, all the words <laughs> is how you win Scrabble. It reminds me of, um, do you ever watch Darren Brown? No. So Darren Brown's like this magician slash hypnotist. I love magic, though. Yeah. I know Penn and Teller fool us. Yeah. I, I like watching Penn and Teller fool us, and I I don't get fooled that much anymore because I've looked up all the secrets <laughs> and ruined magic for myself. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> I did it to myself. Uh, so um, Darren Brown, his kind of thing is he's very uh, open about the deception of magic. He, oh, like Penn and Teller. Yeah, he'll often tell you how a trick is done. Especially if it's like a like a it's done 
through a lot of skill. Yeah. yeah. And so once what he did was he got, I think, nine or ten chess players in a room and they were all like grandmasters or mm-hmm. like, you know, top, top chess yep, players. Yep. And then Also, I love that if you're good at chess, you're called a grandmaster. I know. It's it like the classiest thing ever. It's almost <laughs> worth being really good at chess. I cannot play chess. I've, I used to work in a childcare centre where the children would teach me how to play chess <laughs> all the time, but they'd all teach me different ways. And so now... Now I'm so lost and I'll never know. I used to love playing chess as like a primary school student. You know what? That doesn't surprise I'm me. I'm not surprised that you're not surprised. <laughs> uh, and so once I taught a friend how to play at lunchtime. And That's good that you had a friend though. Yeah. Well, this is a real insight into young Matt because... Uh, as I started playing the game, he started on his first time beating me. <gasps> so he made up rules, <laughs> being like, oh, no, you can't go from a, a black square to a white square on a, a, this, your seventh turn. Uh, so you can't do that move. Sorry. And then I just lied my way to victory and invented a whole bunch of rules for the world's most classic game. <laughs> um, do you want to hear something sadder than that? So I'm an only child. Sorry, I should have said yes. Um, I'm an only child. So uh, when we used to go out on like holidays or anything, I'd always be alone. So I would play, you know, with my soft toys, but I uh, would (laughs) scam it so that I would win. So every fourth card I'd put like a draw four (laughs) card so I would get all of them. And sometimes I still lost. (laughs) How did that happen? How did that happen? You can't was, even cheat against yourself. I, number one, I'm playing against stuffed toys that I am also controlling. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did it ever turn nasty? Against the soft toys. I had a really intense uh, emotional attachment to some of these toys. Like they were, I was an only child, so they were mostly my friends. <laughs> oh dear, I'm realising some things about myself. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's good to realise. That's what this podcast is for, really. Uh, actually, so going back to Darren Brown. So yeah. he's got 10 chess grandmasters in a room and he's playing yeah. them all. So he'll play uh, the opening move on player one and then he'll move to player two, like around the circle, and play the opening move on player two. And then meanwhile, the person singing the chair plays their reverse mm-hmm. move. So by the time he comes around, he's played everybody, but he's playing all 10 people at once, yeah. right? And so he starts and he's like, I don't know how to play chess. Yeah. So, oh, me and Darren Brown, one and the same. Can, so can you guess how he managed to beat most of the players? Oh. 10 people in a room. What he would do is he would play person number one, play the opening move. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then when he got to person five, he wasn't the opening move. He was the responding move. So then he would go... Uh, and just use what the first person had done. Exactly. So <gasps> he, used, he would use the responding move of another grandmaster yeah, player cool. against a player on the other side of the room. Yeah. So all he had to do was... It was a memory thing, just like but surely, Nige. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, it worked. Did it work for all of them or no, just for no, one of them? No, half of them, obviously. Okay. And then um, then he, I think he legit played one person or something. Right. He played. He legit played the weakest person. It reminds me of that sweet little Pixar um, like short film that comes up before Toy Story, I believe, where yeah. that sweet little old man plays himself with the teeth. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I, I like haven't him. seen that one. What? So which one? Which movie is it before? I think Toy Story, it's like a real classic one. How? No, you've definitely this is this so is before a, Toy Story was the jumping lamp, was it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's, maybe it's before Toy Story two. It's or maybe a Bug's Life. It's before one of the real early classic Pixar's. Yeah, and it's no, you've it's surely a man seen playing this. with himself. 
<laughs> it's a man playing chess with himself. Ah, um, no, nah, I haven't seen it. No, nah, well, why are you mad at me? I haven't it's seen just, it. No, you know when you get mad at someone for like not seeing Fight Club. That's the mad I'm, I am. <laughs> That's like, the genre have, of mad you, you must are. have seen this. <laughs> no, I haven't. I did. I did read a, a quote the other day that was like most of like the beginning of relationships um, is just the guy saying, "I can't believe you haven't seen." Blank yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah. So we're at that stage of relationship. <laughs> okay. Except right. I'm the dude, right. and we're talking about a Pixar short film. Well, anyway, oh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's. Oh, and I've already ruined it because you don't know why you're watching it that he's playing himself. Yeah. Because you just sort of see these two old dudes, and one has teeth and one doesn't, oh, and right. you're just like, oh, and I think maybe he has a hat or something. So you're like, oh, he's like. Anyway, it's adorable. Yeah. You should watch that. Anyway, so Nigel won... Um, the French... 565 to 434. In the French Scrabble um, tournament. In this French Scrabble championships over a scrabbly named Sheilic Ilago Rakawi. In nah, 2015. And um, he hadn't even played the game ever until he was 28 years old. Oh, my God. Do you know, uh, that reminds me of this week, a story that came out this week. Have you heard of AlphaGo? Uh, Confifi? Huh? That's just what Trump tweeted. Sorry, you go. <laughs> Why? I, never mind. Um, so AlphaGo just, just is... Just n- words that don't make any sense. So you know when computers, it used to be like, okay, can a computer beat the best chess player in the world? And mm. that was like the test of a really good computer. Yeah. Or artificial intelligence. And well, when... Um, chess became too easy for computers, they switched to this thing called AlphaGo, which apparently is a, a just a, I don't know, I've never played it, but it's just a much harder game. You've got to be way more human to play it. You've got to hold a lot <laughs> more in your head yeah. than, uh, than just a bunch of possible moves. Sure. So um, it was always a test of are computers uh, smarter than humans or, or where are, are they? Are you smarter than a computer? Yep. So it was always, is that fifth grader? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, um, so it was always a test. And then last year, the AlphaGo champion got beaten by a computer oh, for, no. for the first time. Oh, so, stupid AlphaGo guy. Everyone was like, here comes the robot overlord. Yeah. And then uh, what happened is the computer this week beat the champion again for the second time. And mm-hmm. the champion's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm retiring from these dumb competitions, like, like a sore loser. Yeah. I'm not, that's probably not what. <laughs> happened but it's probably what happened yeah uh and so well it's a kind of like existential what's the point yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh well why is anyone even here yeah oh wow maybe we're all just computers this is my livelihood oh my god this is what i did better than anyone else because i was also watching this video that was like um how robots are like obviously going to take over all jobs and you're like oh you think that like creative types are the safe ones but they're not robots can write songs they can write books they can do everything yeah yeah i know i know like like the first thing to fall will be the whole logistics industry like when you go oh self-driving cars that'll be cool but instead taxis they'll get a self-driving car but like think about all the jobs that involve driving and not just like driving cars but driving buses and trucks and forklifts what else did i read like it, it was like, but it was kind of a good thing, but kind of a bad thing. It was like if self-driving cars come, like doctors and nurses. Yeah, absolutely. Because much because everyone dies in cars. Yeah, and also and like also doctors and nurses, like doctors, uh, a computer will be much better at spotting a disease than a doctor. Oh, yeah. A robot will be much better. It can sur- smell it like a dog. <laughs> 
be much better at surgery than a doctor. Yeah. Uh, lawyers. Lawyers will go. They'll go so fast. Oh, yeah, we they can go through all of the... Documents instantly and go, here's who wins. jobs. I don't know if we'll have, like, a, a robo-judge for a while, but still. Actually, but I watched the movie that a computer wrote, and I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> Look, there's a long way to go. There's a long way. I didn't even know there was a good movie that a computer wrote. Yeah, it was a short film. It was in, like, the... Cannes Film Festival or something. It stars um, what's his name? Thomas Middle Middle, the uh, yeah. guy who's Silicon Valley guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stars him, and it's like a like futuristic movie, and it's written by a computer. It's kind of hilarious because it makes no sense. <laughs> um, but, I have seen a short of it actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny, but it's like a short of it. Reckon- I've never said that in my whole life. <laughs> I've seen a short. I've caught a short It's a short film. Yeah. You've seen a short bit of a short film. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I heard a piece of music that a computer wrote and it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. No. The music, the song that the computer writes in her is good, but I'm pretty sure a human wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think so. Actually, before I came here, do you know Mm -hmm. what I was doing? Before I came here, I saw a great dog. Do you know what I was doing before I came here? What? I was doing a Q&A with uh, the head of search, learning and intelligence at Slack. Oh, sounds so boring. Do you know what Slack is? No. It's like ICQ, but now. What? That makes no sense <laughs> to me either. Uh, anyway, he works with AI and robots and stuff. Okay. And so, so he was like, now nah, we're a long way away from uh, robot jobs. Right. Like a lot longer because than you when think. when the robots do take over, don't they either kill us all or create a utopia? Isn't that the, the gist of what's going to happen? Fingers crossed for the second oh, one. Oh, fingers crossed for the latter. Yay, well, have robots. You, have you heard about that uh, Like that machine? This is like an old like sci-fi tale. Guys, who are listening, if you haven't realised, Matt really loves tech. <laughs> There's a machine. Like, I came in with a story about Scrabble and we've devolved into completely talking about robots. Yeah, yeah. Scrabble, the most, one of the most human games, a game you play with your family as a child. And Take it go. camping out in the wilderness and now we're on robot overlords. <laughs> Look, I like camping too. Camping is great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, forget the, the machine that writes. Uh, that's a story for another day. I'll say that for another day. For an amazing, something amazing? Your, look, your fact was amazing. Pretty Guy amazing, wins right? French, French Scrabble tournament. Despite knowing a lick of French, which is also a very fun thing to say, a lick of French. <laughs> Okay, I'm that's about, a bonus. I'm about to try and explain to you the hardest Is thing. Is it going to be boring? No, I hope not. Okay. It's, I'd say it's philosophical. Uh-oh. I hope, it, I hope it's not boring. Is it going to? It's um, not about technology. Make kind me of. go into an existential crisis. Maybe a little bit. All right, great. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay, uh, try and say a sentence that you think has yes. never been said in the history of the world. Okay. Universe. Okay. Um, the cactus. Enrolled in painting school despite its buoyancy. That's really good. I am really <laughs> impressed by that. I, lo- I love the despite as well. That really added some spice to the brew. That was cool. Has um, that ever been said before? I don't think so. I have to Google it. Actually, fun fact, you know that uh, term mm. that you... Google that only has one result is called a Google whack. Ooh. So, like... Because, yeah, I've only ever Googled to millions of results. Yeah. In 2009, I actually prepared this for mm. this, this oh, story. Great. Some of the words that were Google whacked in 2009, Google but now whacked. are not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, drink by millennially. <laughs> 
counter-programmed Oscar. That was yeah. a, the, that was impossible. Uh, well, I had one. It had one result. Power walking out muscles. That's Google whack. Yeah. <laughs> so so if it has exactly one hit, mm. quizaciously used to be a word, but then this guy called Vsauce put it in his video. Have you ever watched Vsauce? Yeah, I like Vsauce. Okay, cool. Then you might have heard of this this something amazing because I actually heard no, about it first. No, it's been a while. Okay. But also, what if something comes up with zero? Do, can something come up with zero Well, Google I guess resources? your sentence might have. Should I try it? Well, can you remember it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So. That sentence, though, I know a place that it is written, and it's called yes. the Library of Babel. Right. Now, have you ever heard of the story of the Library of Babel? No. So, basically, the Library of Babel contains every single sentence uh, that can be written. Right. So... Uh, it comes from an old story. It was uh, it's like a Spanish story, uh, like La Biblioteca de Babel or whatever. Uh, yeah, however, <laughs> Spanish people speak, it's not like that. Uh, so it was a Can short- I just say he had some flourishes with his hands there <laughs> to make it more Spanish? Yeah. Oh, it's a real, real bull dance. Um, so don't give us one star. Borges uh, is the name of the person who wrote the short story, and it basically was a. Um, so imagine you're walking into a hexagonal room. So hexagonal has how many sides? Six. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so, okay, in the hexagonal room, there's uh, one of the sides is a way to walk into the room and the other side is a way to walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. So two of the sides are taken out with doors. So you've really only got four sides. Yeah, the other four sides are filled with bookshelves. Okay. And on each Is book- this some, like, interstellar black hole? It's not going to be a logic puzzle. So... In the room, there's uh, four bookshelves. On each of the bookshelves, they have five shelves. Yep. On each of the shelves, there's 32 books. Yeah. And each in each book, there's 410 pages. Yep. And on each page, there's uh, 3,200 characters, right? So you can use any letter, a space, and a dot. Yeah. Now, to do every single combination of letters possible. Mm-hmm. So there is a page on this book, uh, and we won't do 3,200 character pages, but there's a page on this book that said, Matt and Amberly sat down to record a podcast called Something Amazing, where each week they bought each other something amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- that's written in this book. Okay. And not just once. It'll be written many, many, many times on many, many, many pages. Yep. Are you, so, yeah, it's, it's confusing, right? Yeah, I'm very confused. So, the idea of this short story was that people would wander this mythical library looking for stories about them or God or mm-hmm. uh, the future or their past or their uh, the lives they had not lived. And they... And they so, the, sorry, this is a short story this about sh- this place. This, yeah. Okay. This short, so, it's a, imagine a mythical library okay. filled with all these books on all these shelves yep. in all these rooms that somewhere that contains every single... Uh, phrase or sentence that could ever possibly be written. In English. In English. Yeah. Right? Using all 26 letters plus a space plus a dot, right? Mm-hmm. That's And so th- that kind of combination. Sure. Um, I think a comma was in there too, actually. Right? <laughs> Just to be really... What about exclamation point if someone got a bit heated? <laughs> <laughs> no, not in there. But you could write exclamation point. Okay. So um, people would wander this library, and I guess the point of the short story is when pe- people don't actually quite, aren't very good at comprehending large amounts of information because this, 
for every possible combination of words and letters, this library has to be huge. In fact, mm-hmm. the number of pages is 10 to the power of 5,000. Right. That's 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 is 5,000 times. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, there's 10 to the power of 80 atoms in the observable universe. Sure. So, so huge, it's a butt huge, right. So what makes it amazing is that somebody on the internet has built <gasps> the Library of oh Babel. Oh, goodness. And so it's th- there's a couple of really amazing things about it. It's, first of all, it's searchable. So I could do that phrase like Matt and Amberly sat down and recorded podcast, blah, 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 yeah. and we could find it on a page and then we could tell somebody else about where that page is, like which, which hexagonal room it's found in what shelf what book what so page. it's kind of its own google yeah so but but what's interesting about it is where does the line between invention and discovery happen right it's really really blurred in this library of babel because if you say anything to me anything at all including it's that already, weird sentence, it's, it's written been. somewhere it's written multiple times you could invent the cure for cancer and, and go, I've, already... I've got it, it's, but it's written somewhere in the Library of Babel. Right. Right? So, but it, it hasn't been realised. Yes, exactly. There's a difference to something that's written or, or realisable and something that's been said. Yes. Huge, huge philosophy kind of conundrum. Here's what's also crazy about the, the Library of Babel. Yes. If you go to this website, I think it's like libraryofbabel.info or something yep. like that. If you go to this website, not only can I find stuff on a page and share it with you and it will be in the same location. So that was already pretty amazing. I won't go into technically how amazing that is, but yep. it is amazing. Yeah. Um, also, what you can do is browse the library randomly, kind of like the people in the short story, just wandering around, picking up books and picking up pages. Yeah. What if you were browsing the the library randomly and it said something like, Amberly Cull, I know you're reading this. (laughs) You need to move to New York and follow your dream of being a Broadway star. (laughs) Because that is written somewhere in there. And if you clicked the random button, what if your name came up and it had a story or a message? Would that be meaningful or meaningless? Would it be lucky? I think it would be meaningful because the likeliness of that to happen is so, so slim. So, so minuscule, right? But it could. Right. It could. Now, here's, oh my God, yeah. here's where it gets truly amazing. All right. right? Yeah. So every phrase that could be possibly written is written in this yeah. and is searchable. Every... Life you ever well, they lived. They spell my name right because my name's kind of spelt wrong. <laughs> every uh, right spelling, every wrong spelling of your name, okay. every possible life you could have led, and every possible death you could possibly die is Great. written in this book. Love that. <laughs> but what they've also managed to do, doing the same thing that they've done with these words on the page, they've also done the same thing with images. So they said, oh. okay, the first dot on the screen, let's make it a random colour between, say, 0 and 1,000, whatever. Right. 0 is black and 1,000 like is white. Like they're all like pixels. Yeah, right? So it's picked a random one and then, and then it's gone, okay, next pixel, make it this and whatever. And similar to the Library of Babel with the words, you can also uh, f- lo- like give it a picture. <gasps> can you find, like, your face? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Oh. Somewhere in the Library of Babel, the picture edition, which is online as well that you can look, there is your face. That, but also, 
There's your child's face that hasn't even been born yet. There's your fifth birthday and all your friends or all your plush dolls gathered around you. (laughs) There's that that photo of everybody crowded around the cake that is in there. But also there is the image, that exact same image taken from a different angle. The same room at the same time. It's all in there. and There's too much information for my brain to handle. (laughs) And you can go into the thing and also browse it randomly. Oh, my God. What if you clicked random? Has anyone ever come across something that's like ridiculous that they were the one to find it? Well, what you're getting into is the kind of crux of the like the the message, the tale of this philosophical thing. It's like um, it's like humans are very bad at understanding vast amounts of information. I'm really struggling with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's unfathomable scales. But for some some reason, humans uh, gravitate towards meaning found in meaninglessness. Like you could argue our whole existence is lucky. Sure. Um, and so why why do we why are we driven to meaning? Why do we find find purpose in this stuff? I think it's really interesting. I think that short story and this actual website that you can actually browse. I find it so like terrifying is the word. Not amazing is terrifying. I mean it is amazing, obviously, but I think because I can't grasp it and just like the scale of it, it scares me. Did, uh, yeah, and it exists. This library exists. I can't. I do want to go check it out. Can yeah. we put the link for it? Yeah, in the we'll, we'll link it. Description. We'll link it. <laughs> While you're checking out the link, don't forget to leave a fiver. <laughs> yeah, and also, and, <laughs> and also, if you like, browse it and tell us what you find. Like yeah. the email is hello at something amazing oh I'm excited. No, now. what? Uh, that's not our email address. Hello at. <laughs> Do you say email at something yeah, amazing? No, I, said, I said hello at something amazing.com and we do no, not own. No, we don't own anything. Uh, so it's what are we Hello at ha- something amazing at gmail.com. Yeah, we got that for free. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks, Google. Okay, we are really short on time. Right. <laughs> did, did that make sense? Like, yeah, no. Did I explain that well? You explained that very well, and that was a very hard thing to explain. <laughs> okay. Should I save my son- my next one for the next week? No, no. I think you do yours, and we'll save our email for okay. next week. So well, if you want to send us another email, uh, we'll, we'll do an email section yeah. next week on okay. the podcast. This one I can, I can, I can get through because it's, it's, a, it's good. <laughs> 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 so... Patriarchy getting you down, Matt yeah, Saracini. Hate it. Must bad be for so everyone. hard for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a story about a woman inventor. Yeah. Um, yay, women! Yay. But the patriarchy did get her a little bit. Ugh. So did you know that the person to invent the windscreen wiper was a woman? I did not know that. No. So What's her, her name, name was Mary Anderson, and in. Um, 1903, she invented the windscreen wiper after she saw that it was a needed thing to (laughs) the car. Um, But then all the companies decided that, no, we don't want that. That's silly. Um, And so 17 years later, when her patent expired, that's when they started using windscreen wipers. Oh, my. So we're not going to pay for this. We're just going to wait it out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Oh, good good little housewife, Mary. Good good thing you were trying things out. Jerk. 
but also jerk industry. Mary Mary Anderson seems like a really fantastic lady. Um, she was also a real estate developer, a rancher, a viticulturalist, and an inventor. <laughs> what a legend! What a legend, Mary. Ma- Mary Ranson Anderson Anderson. You're getting her name wrong. Classic <laughs> man, I- getting her name wrong. Well, good on her. That's that's wonderful. I mean, at least she's known. Like, it hasn't just been like, yeah. it's a known thing that she did. How did they get rid of rain off windshields? Before? They just didn't. <laughs> right. Because I think she she noticed the need for it once. Like, she saw people, like, when it was snowing and how, like, actually impossible it is to drive when it's snowing. Just hitting it off. And so they have to, like, keep going off the side and, like, slate it off. Oh, my God. Um, and apparently there'd been, like, sort of similar things before, but hers was the first to actually work. Like, the thing she invented was the... Um, that mechanism. The mechanism yeah. that works now and what we use now. That's amazing. But also a bit like, oh, patriarchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Curses. Oh. Curses. To be fair, it was 1903, so... Oh, the patriarchy was right. Patriarchy was, yeah, gone real strong back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Having the time of their lives, that patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Emily. That was amazing. Thank you. Um, oh, recommendations. Yes. What do you recommend? I recommend you try and say a sentence that you don't think exists. Yeah, it's really fun, isn't it? My bear will never love my grandma, and I hope that's how it stays. <laughs> that's, yeah, I bet that's not in there. Oh, I don't know. I feel like that might have... If, if someone had a bear and a grandma, yeah, surely that's been said. Where did that come from? Um, what do I, you recommend? I recommend going to the Library of Babel, mm-hmm. hitting show me a random page, and then being really scared as it loads. I recommend playing a board game against a human, not a robot. <laughs> or a plush toy. <laughs> or a plush toy. But if you do play against a plush toy, have it be a fair game. <laughs> I recommend giving us a fiver and yes. emailing us at hello something amazing. And I recommend coming back next week when we have more amazing things, including email section for the first time. Next time on Something, something Amazing. amazing.